Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. listening to the fantasy fade route we are going to break down some of week one we're going to dive into week two joining me Quafo Adakba and Jason Moschel Quafo Jason what's going on guys what's up guys good to be back week two week one's already in the books let's go week two let's get it going yeah let's get it yeah so you know we got some things to talk about week one it was uh not what uh, people expected. That's that's what we put out there early on last week was, you know, don't think you know everything going into week one. And the, the Saints, Lions, uh, the, the Chiefs, there's some teams that definitely threw some wrench into people's uh, survivor pools and, and even fantasy uh, lineups. So, you know, real quick to recap a couple of those, the Bucks and Saints get into a shootout and the Saints defense just falls apart really unopportune fumbles, things like that. The Bucks managed to win one. Knocked me out of a couple survivor pools. I know about a third of the people out there in survivor pools lost on that one. Um, and you got yeah, the... Go ahead, do we on. think Tampa... I was going to say, do we think... Uh, that's got to be an aberration, right? I mean, New Orleans is pretty good from what we think. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it could have been a week one trap game, even though that's kind of hard to do, but... Uh, you know, I think they just thought we're so much better than this team, and and the Bucks came right out and smacked them in the mouth and scored points early, and, and they were trailing the whole game. So, just one of those it's things that, that gets away from me. It's that Fitz magic or Fitz tragic. He's going to throw <laughs> five touchdowns or five picks. So. We said it last week. We yeah, said it last week. Those were exact words, Jason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and and you know, people are going to chase that, uh, and I'm not sure that's smart, but. Then, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, uh, he proved to be a little bit legit. Uh, scored a lot of points. The only the only Chief that was really a disappointment was Kareem Hunt. But the, the play calling was really interesting, and I retweeted some of it from uh, a Chiefs guy who, who does some of the film breakdown on Twitter. They did a lot of creative running uh, plays. They ran... Um, you know, some three-back sets, the diamond formation. They ran a lot of flip tosses um, to Tyreek Hill, who just the, Chief, the Chargers had zero answer for. He ran wild, both catching the ball and rushing the ball. So, um, you know, yeah, every time you – Go ahead. 
time you looked up, he's scoring another touchdown. I mean, the guy is it was he was running through free, untouched. I mean, Tyreek the freak really uh really showed out in week one there. Yeah, and you know, it's it's like the Chargers I I, I thought that they were a bad team against the run, and it turns out <laughs> it was gonna be Tyreek Hill to benefit from that, not uh not Kareem Hunt. Yeah, if you got a guy that the team, the other team just doesn't have an answer for, you keep going to them until they can stop them, and they couldn't. And then lastly, right. lastly, your uh, your Detroit Lions, Eric Waffo, uh letting you down. Can, they, they, you were in the building. Can I take just thirty seconds, guys, right here? Thirty seconds. This is this is. I'm forty years old. This is forty years of frustration. The Lions haven't been good in a whole long time. There's generations of kids that don't know anything other than subpar football. I mean, you start the game, perfect screw a pick six, Quandre you know, Diggs runs it back, the building's electric, we're jumping, we're high fiving everything, and then the wheels fall off the bus. It's ridiculous. I, I, I've seen nothing out of Matt Patricia that I like. Uh, and I know it's week one, and we're going to talk about not reading too much into week one. But, man, oh, man, if I've got to watch that for 15 more weeks, I'm going to pick up a new hobby because that is awful, awful, awful football. They just laid down through yeah, most it, of the third quarter. And it, we're and people were leaving in droves. <laughs> and, and we love football. It's the yeah. Midwest. We love football. We love watching football. Our college teams, our pro teams, even our high school teams, that was atrocious. Okay, yeah. I feel better now. They, they showed on, on the national TV the Jets fans filed in to the lower section behind the Jets bench and, and did some Jets chants. Uh, you know, that, that's not a good sign when, when they can fill up the, the entire section in, in the late third quarter. <laughs> well, they, they, I mean, if you look at all the, the, the media coming out today and, and the quotes from, like, Dron Lee, I mean – the Jets' defense knew the Lions' plays yeah. as soon as they were in the formation, like all game long. I mean, that just can't happen. So I know I mean, it's not. I, a, and I don't know who that's on. I, you know, Patricia's a defensive coach. I get he's the head coach. You know, uh, Jim Bob Cooter. I, I don't know if it's just a predictable offense. He didn't change anything. You know, maybe he's not playing his full hand because he didn't win the head coaching job. There's, you know, there's maybe some some trouble in paradise there. But. Oh yeah, a lot of trouble. And you look at the division, and you look what Chicago did at least for a half. Uh, you look at what Minnesota did against San Francisco. Uh, it's going to be sleeping time for the Lions pretty quick here. So I, I was not impressed with Patricia. You know, uh, he did this with the Patriots a lot last year. Like they, they got outmatched in a lot of games. I know they didn't have the personnel, but you know, he'd sit there with that kind of stupid look on his face, and he'd take his pencil out and scribble, and, you know, stroke his beard, whatever he does, and like. Meantime, they're just getting shredded. They were one of the worst defenses for, for a long stretch last season. I don't know why we do this with, with Patriots assistant coaches. Like every time there's another one that gets a head coaching job, we think this guy's going to be great. He came from Bill Belichick. It turns out they're just carrying Bill Belichick's water. And, yeah, you know. they they always struggle. Like, yeah. Every, every, like, I mean, um, there's there's not like one successful coach. The only guy who's had sustained success at the pro level is uh, Bill O'Brien, and you know he's a bit of a train wreck in his own right. Right, he's almost succeeds despite himself. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I appreciate the little left turn we're taking here, but that was just bad. You know, the folks I was with, we just we've seen it so many times. That, you know, Barry Sanders is in the building. He's trying to fire people up. It was it was bad. It was bad news. 
So. And, and, and the one thing that really chaffed me about Patricia is in the third quarter, though, they had him on TV, and yeah, they just had, like, a failed offensive series. And he turns around and yells at a couple of you know, fifth-string players that were kind of standing or sitting yeah, to, to go to go with their, their position group and, and you know, talk about what's going on. And, and when, when a bad coach is frustrated, that's what he does. He yells at players, he, you know. A real yeah. coach talks to people. Yeah, that's the Bush League. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not about that life. So it really portends bad. If we want to bring it back to fantasy, portends pretty bad. Again, it's only week one, but Stafford, who you know has put up really good numbers over his career, um, on Johnson, Legarrette Blunt, I know got banged up in the game. Um, the only bright spot was probably Kenny Galladay. Um, there's a lot of drops from the receivers. Yeah, the, yeah, Baby Tron definitely. Um, so he's a bright spot going forward, but this team was was pretty putrid. So Stafford's going to be good to go. Uh, a little bit of a knee hyperextension. Yeah, it looked pretty gruesome in 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 person. It looked look. I, I wouldn't want to take that hit, but no. um, so far so good. It looks like he's good to go uh, out in San Francisco this week. All right, that that bodes well, I think. Uh, at least for week two for them, they they're lost without him. But uh, yeah, let's let's do a little section here. We're gonna do uh, some panic buttons, some some players that were panicked on, and then we'll follow it up with some guys that we don't think you need to panic on at all. Nice way to to transition this week into next week. So Quafo, if you're ready to go, lead us off with uh, somebody you you're panicking on. There's a couple different situations that I'm I'm panicking on, and if I'm a fan of these teams outside of fantasy, you might want to pick up another hobby for the rest of the fall. Um, starting in Big D with Dallas, uh, the whole offense, Zeke included, we talked about through the preseason uh, wide receiving core. Nobody's really emerged. Uh, they showed me nothing against Carolina, pretty whole home game. I know we talked about how the game script would probably play out, and it kind of played out uh, uh, the way we thought. But Dak Prescott selling on these years, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, um, you know, for DFS purposes, he's he's – Price, you know, as a superstar, but he's a guy uh, I'm going to probably fade uh, a good majority of the time because everything is centered on him. And I don't see uh, I don't see a path forward for Dallas uh, this year, especially given their division and given their schedule. So I'm a full panic button on Dallas. Uh, Another situation we talked about it before. I'm going to stay on message with this. The guys in Seattle, I know they they acquitted themselves a little better than I might have thought against Denver, but I don't like the signs in Seattle at all. I'm not. I, I think Russell Wilson is probably a play away, and I know you can say that about any player, but Russell Wilson with with the offensive line they have there, with the mess they have at running back, Doug Baldwin's out for a couple more weeks. It looks like you have Brandon Marshall who's running on gas and fumes. Um, you know the tight end play was better, but they. Seattle's in for a rude awakening. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep saying that until proven otherwise. So full panic for Seattle, uh, given their schedule. Given you know they've got the Rams a couple times, uh, they got the Niners. Uh, full panic there. And then obviously this goes without saying. If you watch a Sunday night game, everything in Green Bay revolves around number 12. So in the event uh, he misses any significant time, huge downgrade to all the skill position players in Green Bay. So I'm panicking big time, and I might even panic, even if he plays, because he's going to be hampered. I mean, we got you know uh, uh, the knee injury already, and he may have aggregated it more in that second half in the comeback. Um, yeah. I'm really, if I you know for season long, if I've got Aaron Rodgers, 
I'm really trying to hedge my bet and figure out who I who I can play behind him. And then if I own shares of you know Devontae Adams, any of the running backs in Green Bay, Jimmy Graham, uh, full panic on the whole Green Bay offense. Yeah, we'll find out on that one tomorrow, being Wednesday. We're taping Tuesday night. You know, that's when the official uh, medical reports are due. You know, it, it may be something inconclusive. My guess is it's it's not severe enough. You know, if he was able to come back out on it, they're going to say he's day-to-day. He's probably going to have limited practice. It's Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need it. So it's going to be a messy situation going into the weekend there. Agreed. And then, uh, you know, Seattle, same page. They they no playmakers left on that team on either side of the ball. They lost so many of them over the last season or two. And outside of Russ, uh I'm, I'm not looking too far into any Seahawks in, in many rosters. And Russ can't do it all, right? I mean, Russ's got to have someone to throw to and has got to have somebody to run the ball. He can't do it all. So I, I see uh, uh, bad, bad clouds uh, out in the Pacific Northwest. Yep. And then, Jason, you uh, you were on, on uh, with the with the Dallas fade a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zeke had a – you know, he's still 4.6 yards per carry, but only 15 carries. Like, that whole offense, like, they can't they can't hold on to the ball. They can't move the ball at all. Yeah. And if you can't move the ball, you, if you're doing three and out, three and out, like, it's, it's not going to be a good situation for him. Yeah, the, the evolution of Jason Garrett as a coach is so crazy. He was one of the bright minds of the, the NFL, like, when he was coming up as a coordinator. And he just caved Jerry Jones and said, "All right, you, you want me to run the Emmett Smith offense? Like, I'll do that. You, you know, you write the checks. I'll I'll run the offense. You want me to run?" And you know, there's zero creativity there. Yeah, for years it's been like, "Oh, this is the year Dallas is going to make it back to the Super Bowl. This is the year every year." And now you're just like, "Oh man, what are they doing?" Yeah. So yeah, you know, Zeke, Zeke, big concern. Uh, unless it's a really plus matchup at OL isn't healthy. They're, they're all kind of nicked up a little bit along the line. They've, you know, obviously the situations with uh, Travis Frederick and uh, Zach Martin. Teron Smith doesn't seem 100% healthy. Uh, from, for me, somebody I'm panicking on is going to be Royce Freeman. Uh, you know, we were all really excited last week. He won the starting job. He was named the starter. We didn't see that happening uh, necessarily week one with, with Denver staff being kind of conservative. They pushed Devontae Booker to the side, being the vet, knowing that Freeman was probably the better playmaker. The, the panic button part for me comes in where Philip Lindsay had a great preseason, and all of a sudden he's making plays in game. He got the same amount of carries. He can catch the ball. He's not, you know, he's a smaller back. I think he's five eight, five nine, something like that. But if he siphons uh, passing work and rushing work from Freeman. You know, that's the concern because I, I personally started paying for Freeman as the preseason ended, you know, like he was a starting running back, fifth-round pick, somewhere around there. So, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of concern with Lindsey eating into that. So I think I differ a little bit from you on that one. I, I you know, follow the Broncos. That's the, the 1A to my 1B train wreck in Detroit is uh, I've, I've, I've been a, a Broncos fan probably since, you know, 86, 87. The um, – the running back situation there is as fluid as always, but I like the talent with Royce Freeman and I, I you know, Lindsey had a lot of burst, a lot of pop. They did the, you know, about 50-50 split, but I still 
Uh, again, I'm not going to overreact to week one uh, and, and the play there in Seattle. I, I like Freeman long term. I think we can just we can pr- pretty much cast aside Devontae Booker unless there's some sort of injury to one of the other two guys. But um, I like Freeman as a play, and I think even this week as a as a play when we get to the game by game breakdowns. I like Freeman. A lot of people are going to be off of him, kind of as as you've laid out with the thought that it's a, a full on timeshare. Uh, but I, I like Royce Freeman. I think they've got the role for him early downs. And, and they, um, they kept going to him. You know, yeah. They had the lead. They're, they're trying to close that game out. And they did still still went to him. And he put up 15 for 71 in that situation with stacked boxes. So, you know, against the Seahawks, who they still have a couple of decent linebackers, a couple of decent linemen. Um, to be able to pull that off as a rookie in your first game is, is a little bit positive. So. And that's what I think. Really? I mean, the talent is there. The talent is there with the kid. So, go ahead, Jason. Really, Sorry. Really, all I have to do is phase phase Booker out. Once you phase Booker out, you know, you can pretty much just give those touches to Freeman, and then right. it's more like a sixty forty split. And that'll, you know, then you're talking about twenty touches or whatever a game. So that's that, that doesn't you know. seem far off. And then uh, you you had a fade, Jason, or a panic button. Yeah, I've got I've got two real quick ones. Um, it's just all the tight ends. It's another one of those all those teams like Mariota. That injury he had, uh, you kind of like lose the feeling in your hand, like he couldn't feel the football. So when your quarterback's hurt like that, who's their backup? I mean, they don't have one. Like I think it's Gabbert. <laughs> it is. That's what I'm saying. They don't have one. And uh, you, you are correct. There is no backup there. Uh, uh, you know, Delaney Walker going down, that's always been uh, Mariota's go-to guy. So that's going to hurt their offense. And then, uh, you know, all their wide receivers are always kind of like uh, cheap options. Uh, and Deion Lewis is probably going to be affected. Derrick Henry didn't really do a whole lot. He ran really fast. <laughs> I, th- I think he was the second fastest player this week besides Tyree Kill. So, game speed? Yeah. Nice, 20, I didn't know that. Almost 22 miles an hour. Wow. 20, 21. Yeah, big train but, gets moving. Yeah, on a on a two yard run, that's wow. pretty quick. But uh, what do you guys think about Deion Lewis there? I know you got the the panic on Mariota, but what about Deion Lewis? I know Jason, I'm going to you because of your Patriots, you know, uh, fandom. I I was watching that game. Uh, I watched a lot of it, and. Um, they watched the whole thing. I was kind of flipping, flipping around, but um, he was pulling off some, uh, you know, Bo Jackson Tech Mobile spin moves and stuff. There we go. Was, there we uh, go. It was pretty fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, if, if they're, they just got dismantled by the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, it's, not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, if they can't keep up with with the team like that. Then they're in the same boat with the Lions, you know. Uh, I, I will say this about that game: with with the rain and the extended delay, the Mariota injury, yeah. it's just such a weird week one. Like you're not, you're barely prepared week week one, so to have to deal with a weather delay, which doesn't really happen in the NFL very often, and then you know, like I said, going to Blaine Gabbert, like I'm willing to cut them some slack going into week two. They've got a tough divisional matchup with, with the Texans, who, whose defense didn't look that bad uh, against the Patriots. So you know, it's an uphill climb for sure. Mariota, if it was only a you know kind of like a stinger to the elbow, if, if he's able to grip the ball fine, uh, 
think there's better days ahead. But yeah, definitely yeah, concerned. I got a lot of Mario all over the place. Best ball. Yeah, me too. Me too. The another person that I'm like really worried about. Uh, John Gruden said today that it's uh, it's easier said than done to uh, make Amari Cooper good, basically. <laughs> and what he had one catch. I mean, one catch for nine yards. If John Gruden is going to all these old guys and they're signing Martavis Bryant because he's still eligible until he until he gets suspended, which they know he's going to get suspended. So right. does doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, one one throw to Amari Cooper and it's the best receiver on your team, and you're losing the game in that second half. Like, it, I'm super worried about that. Yeah, it doesn't get that much easier week two going against the Broncos. You know, they, they lost to Lee, but uh, they're still a very solid secondary. Yeah. Very stout back there with Chris Harris and moving them around. Very, very stout. After, after that, they get the Dolphins, so there may be some light at the end of the tunnel, as long as it doesn't monsoon in, in Miami again. Yeah. All right, and then uh, just real quick, we'll give a couple players we're, we're not panicking on. For me, my guy would be Alex Collins. That game was over before it had begun. He did fumble. He got benched for a little bit. Uh, but they're playing Thursday night this week. So, you know, if I'm reading the tea leaves, it's the coaching staff said, you know what, we got to get this guy ready for Thursday. There's no reason to, to make him take any extra punishment here. And they just let Buck Allen and, and Kenny Dixon finish out the game. Uh, Kenneth Dixon and got hurt in the game. Watt or Hammy, something like that. He's not practicing this week already. So uh, Collins is is the, the feature back there with a little bit of work going to Buck Allen in the passing game. Uh, Kwafa, who are you not panicking? Two players, uh, um, both, uh, well, one from each conference, uh, Jimmy GQ, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know tough, tough out week one against Minnesota. Had the nice touchdown pass to Pettis, um, but you know, all in all, not the greatest day. Uh, he's going to be in the get-right spot against the Lions, I think, on Sunday uh, at home for the home opener. So not worried about him long-term. I still think uh, I'm a believer in his talent, so I'm not worried about him. And then Kareem Hunt. I know we talked a little bit uh, about him, but um, you know they've got Spencer Ware back there. They have some playmakers all over the field. Uh, we like what we see with Mahomes. I think, you know, don't overreact to sort of the pedestrian numbers in week one for Kareem Hunt. Still like him for, you know, probably upward of 1,200 yards this year, you know, double-digit touchdowns between running and pass, and, and pass catching. So uh, don't panic on Kareem Hunt at all. Yeah, and, and, and you knew that was going to happen with Andy Reid. You know, he, he always kind of has running backs that, that have great weeks and then weeks they disappear, especially if he's got – options that he can mix in like where so exactly stay the course stay the course with with the whole Kansas City offense and I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts because I'm not sold on their defense so yeah uh, uh, yeah. their defense is terrible Mahomes Mahomes could have a great season having to play the way he does yep and then what do you got Jason for somebody you're you're not panicking so I'm not really panicking on T.Y. Hilton yet um Andrew Luck, I think it's all goes back to just Andrew Luck just being a little bit rusty. Um, T.Y. still got, he was 5 for 11, 46 yards, I think, 
Yeah, uh, yeah four, uh, five for 11, 46 yards. The touchdown kind of saved his week. Uh, you yeah, know, you he, Andrew Luck is look. still going to look for him above anyone else. Yeah, and Andrew Luck threw the ball 53 times in that game. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> way, way to ease him back in there, Colts. Yeah, so um, he T.Y. typically has like a almost 60% catch rate with Andrew Luck at the helm, you know, if you go back two years ago. So that just seems like an outlier. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I've got T.Y. in a couple of spots, mostly best ball. Uh, for me, that's the ideal place to have him. He's great at home. No, no panic for me there either. All right, let's dive into the games. Start breaking them down spot by spot. The Thursday game, as we alluded to, Ravens visiting... Bengals in Cincinnati, 44 is the line. Uh, Ravens are favored by a point here. You know, I don't think the Bengals are a very good team. Uh, I don't know if the Ravens are as good as they were this past weekend. Uh, like Alex Collins, the, the Bengals are a little bit of a run funnel. They've got a solid back end. But their linebacking and some of their, their D-line has issues that's about the only Raven I'm interested in. Anything yeah. for you guys on this one? One thing with Alex Collins, they uh, um, they pretty much just like sat him the whole second half because they were playing Buffalo. Yep. So, uh, you know, they didn't need him. They were blowing him out. Uh, so they just sat him and just used it like a preseason game. You know, you saw Lamar Jackson come in and throw the ball around. Uh, so, the, you know, with the Thursday game, like, they were already prepping for this Thursday game by sitting all their starters the second half, you know? You know what I like on the Baltimore side here, just thinking about this through, I mean, Collins, a good play. Yeah, Flacco, I'm probably staying away from, but to get some shares of the offense that may go maybe under-owned, what about Crabtree here? I like Michael Crabtree's ability. He's out of Oakland and out of that mess. He's productive when he's on the field. Um, uh, Cincinnati is just, I don't think, a disciplined team uh, in, in, the, in the back seven. I mean, I, I, I like Crabtree maybe here to go maybe four or five catches, 70, 80 yards, and maybe a touchdown. So yeah, I, I like Crabtree. He's, he's, a, he's a nice little, you, you know what you're getting with him. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a nice player, I think, for if you're going to pick a Baltimore player. Yeah, he's a decent bet for some red zone work, and he's the only new receiver to have not caught a touchdown yet, so yeah, he might get one this week. All right, then moving on here, we got the Eagles visiting the Buccaneers. 44 is the line. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, Mike, real quick, can I, yeah. on Cincinnati, did we have any – because I, I just had a couple guys on Cincinnati just going back to that game real quick. Yeah, go ahead, shoot on that. Yeah, just um, – uh, I don't know if I can trust Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be up and down with him all season. But I think I do like Joe Mixon both in this game long term uh, in, in both fronts. I like Joe Mixon a little bit here. Uh, his role is defined. I always like those situations where the role is defined for the yeah, player. Gio, he played he well. Two touches. That was crazy. Right. I think they know what they have in the second year guy in Mixon. Um, I like him as a play on a Thursday night slate. I don't know if I, on a Thursday, Monday slate that I would go to Mixon immediately, but I like putting Mixon maybe even in that captain spot. I think he, I think he finds the end zone as well on Thursday. Yeah, 
Cousins. I was, I was, I was so mad last year when uh, Cincinnati drafted him because he was like my favorite out of all the rookie running backs. And then yeah. it's like he goes to a place where they just don't use a rookie. Like, oh, you're a rookie. They didn't yeah, use yeah. either one of their star rookies. Yeah. Same thing with Nick Chubb this year. He's probably the best pure runner, and he, he goes to a backfield where he's the third-string guy. <laughs> but yeah, Then you had John Ross there, too, uh, bailing people out. He ran a nice route. It, it, was, it was actually a really nice fade route um, from the goal line. He used his speed to, to get to the corner. But, you know, I, I think John Ross is, is going to be an up-and-down option all year. I'd be careful there. Yeah, moving on here, the Eagles visiting the Bucks. 44 is the line. Uh, Eagles are favored by three and a half. Yeah, you know, uh, Nicky Foles is not, if it's not the playoffs, I guess he just doesn't turn it on. I'm not really sure. Um, we Can we go to the, he is who we thought he was, right? I mean, that's Nick Foles. He, this is this is what he does. This is who he is. I mean, that, that opener was... He yeah, a game manager. I mean, he, 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 well he, he had the run of his life last year in the playoffs, and this is what he is. He's probably a fine American, but he's not, you know, he's not uh, the guy I'm looking at any in any DFS, any kind of format with, with Nick Foles. Yeah, and, you know, and they, they, they kind of stole a win last week, the Eagles, so they, they now they can afford to run him out there another week, especially against a team like the Bucs. Uh, isn't, isn't he still hurt, Nick Foles? Isn't he still, like, a little beat up? Yeah, they said they'd make an announcement tomorrow, I believe, on the quarterback. Uh, I think unless he's struggling, he's the guy. Yeah, well, I mean, they can't play Wentz, so right. it's yeah, kind of... have already said he's ruled out for week two. But... Yeah. Uh, either way, you know, I, I get a feeling this one could be pretty ugly, very similar to week one. The defense is going to try and put the team on their shoulders. Yeah, I, I'm curious here, so, you know, with, with Fitzpatrick and, and a lot of the Buck receivers, they're, it's a vertical attack. You know, it, it's Mike Evans on the fade route, Sean Jackson fade route, Godwin, same thing. He's a deep ball threat. The Eagles are a bend-don't-break defense, and even though they got gashed by Julio, uh, he was doing a lot of his work underneath and, and just from a volume of targets. So I'm not I'm not on, on the same page, I think, as a lot of people kind of saying, like, you know, oh, we're going to get Evans and Godwin out there, and, and they're going to do the same thing this week. How do you guys feel on that? You want to go, Jason? Yeah, sure, why not? I'm trying to look up uh, how many targets. Fitzpatrick is always, like I said, I mean, I'll say it every single week as long as he's the <laughs> starter. It's, it's Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, I, I went heavy on Saints and, defense targeting him. I, that was that was a... a an, suboptimal play this week, but at some point the defense playing him is going to be the top defense of the week by a lot with, with yep. interceptions and fumbles. So I'll continue to target him. So Probably not as heavy this, this week. This is something that's stupid, but um, on my on my model, I had Fitz, Fitzpatrick came up like when I inputted my little formula to sort things out on my projections. Fitzpatrick came up as my number one quarterback last year, last week. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way I'm playing that dude. Yep. <laughs> so uh, that, that was obviously a mistake. Sometimes you just got to trust what the numbers say. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's going to, he targets, he targets wide receivers. So, I mean, he's going to target Mike Evans a lot. He's going to do it every week. He's going to, yeah, that's really where 
kind of the only place to go. And Chris Godwin, yeah, they're, they're all Deshaun nice Jackson. Prices, so I Deshaun think Jackson got a con, got a concussion. Yeah, he's, he's got a pretty bad concussion. The the I'd game. be surprised if he plays. So Godwin, four point six k. A lot of people are all over that because they're itching to play him because he is a talent. Yeah, whenever one of those guys misses, he kind of goes ham too. So whenever Evans or Jackson misses, but we'll see. Then, I'm not uh, I'm not loving any of the Bucks being that they're probably a little chalky off of that dominant. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, over on the other side, you've got uh, Nelson Aguilar. He had 11 catches for like. 30 yards, I think. <laughs> the anti-PPR and campaign. He, yeah. If if uh, Foles keeps targeting him like that, um, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna average three yards a catch. That's yeah, things just will get better. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mike Wallace That's... looked washed. The only thing he was any good for was was drawing pass interference deep. Yeah. yeah so Hurts Those... and Aguilar are, are the the only game in town, I think, for the Eagles. Well, yeah. I have I have I have one little addendum to that I think, and it's a guy I, I probably play more than I should, and it's Jai. Uh Looked really good, you know. He got the two touchdowns and in, in the opener, you know. Either he's a guy that there's no in between on. People either love him or they hate him. Yeah. Um, I like maybe how this sets up for him um, as a you know they're they they have somewhat a limited I think hamstrung playbook with as you said a banged up Nick Foles. Um, really only one true trusted receiver in Aguilar. I like Jay Ajayi as a mid-range play. Um, yeah, you know, he's always going to come down to touchdowns. And... Yep, he's touchdown dependent, but on a site like FanDuel, where I know a lot of people uh, in the lineup logic community play. He's a guy I would look to use, um, you know, to be a little contrarian. They said they were going to make him the workhorse today. so eh, They've been in rotation for four years now. That changes from week one to week two. <laughs> it was uh, it was real frustrating last week watching uh, the Philly game because every, every time I looked up, I was like, Darren Sproles is running yeah. the ball. Where's JHI? Yeah, and you know, Sproles Sproles looked fairly spry. You know, he didn't get anything done, but the, the staff trusts him, and he's a veteran. So, yeah, yeah dude's the same age as me. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, all right, then we got the Texans visiting the Titans in Tennessee. Don't have a line on this one yet. I think that's probably weather-related, right? The hurricane is bearing down on um, yeah, that's, you know, that's eastern not... Tennessee and and I, I know the Carolinas and stuff like that. So I know they've already canceled some college games yeah. generally in the southeast. So that might be that. Or, and it probably also is due to the Mariota news, too, trying to wait on that as well. Right. Um, I like... Watson paired with Hopkins in this one. We said it last week about Kenny Stills. The, the Titans give up wide receiver one numbers at a, more than anyone. It's If you have a, a wide receiver one going against the Titans, he has a crazy week. And Kenny Stills did it. Uh, now they get DeAndre Hopkins. Sign me up for that stack. Yeah, Will Fuller might be out again, too. So if Will Fuller's out again, then that's like, all the touchdowns go to hop. Yeah, Ryan Griffin actually did get a couple of red zone looks, which uh, I know a lot of people were, were on him as a sleeper last week, didn't pan out. But Yeah, he's been there for a couple of years, and uh, it was him and Steven Anderson, and they would kind of like, one guy would be the guy, yeah. 
yeah. and you like play him for a couple weeks and then he'd get hurt. So you play the other guy and then they kept flip-flopping back and forth like that. Then over on the, uh, the Titan side, Corey Davis dominated the target uh, share that could get a little bit interrupted with Rashard Matthews, really not getting a preseason and, and each week that should shift a little bit, but like that anytime Davis played last season, that was the case as well. He, he was the guy that got the primary targets. So, um, you know, he had a tough matchup. Um, I forget the Dolphins cornerback, but uh, they had, they have one solid corner. He, he did a fairly good job against Davis. I think the targets, uh, will continue for Davis. So he's not a bad bet. He's got high upside. Um, and then the other guy people have gotten a lot of questions on are, are Jonu Smith, the tight end replacing Welker. Uh, he is a, a bit of an, uh, you know, a spark athlete type guy. Really, really, you know, for the tight end, exceptional athlete. He's got a, a nose for the end zone. He, as a rookie, he scored some touchdowns. And they really liked him. They got him involved both when Walker was healthy and, and when he was hurt at times last season. So I'm, I'm not sure what his ownership's going to look like, being that he's a little bit less uh, uh, money. But if Mariota's good to go and the weather's not a concern, he's not the worst tight end. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's uh, I'm looking on... Uh, yeah, he can move. Yeah, I'm looking on player profiler. I don't see his... Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Pruitt is his best come. But, yeah, he's big and fast. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's not too much else to like in this game. I, I think the, the guys that are going to get the volume are your, your main plays. Yeah. I mean, just the only two things I, I, I'd want to look at here, though, on both sides, you know, you guys kind of ran through both Houston and Tennessee, the running backs, right? I mean, I do not know necessarily on Derrick Henry, but I, I am on Deion Lewis and I am on Lamar Miller on the Houston side. So um, I think uh, depending on what the weather looks like down there in Tennessee as well, this could be a, a slop fest of, of a game as well. Right. Um, so could be running, running heavy script. Yep. All right. Then we got the Colts visiting Washington. 45 and a half is the line. Skins are favored by six. Colts on the road, Andrew Luck, despite really high volume, you know, a lot of it was was less than 15 yards downfield, whether that was rust or by design, playing it safe. I don't think that's going to change this week on the road. Washington's defense looked pretty solid against uh, Arizona, who did not look good, but I think Washington's going to try to dominate time of possession. They're going to run Adrian Peterson. They're going to mix in Chris Thompson to play, which kind of takes away from the Washington receivers. Did you either of you guys catch much of the uh, the game between Arizona and Washington? I, I mean, I saw some of it. I was really impressed with whatever Adrian Peterson's taking. I'm not saying he's taking <laughs> anything, but whatever the dude's doing, I, I need some of that because he was running hard. He had the touchdown. They're even throwing it to him in the backfield when they you know would spell Chris Thompson. I mean, the Redskins yeah, have a very – Right. I mean, Arizona is not a shabby run defense. And so uh, I really uh, am impressed. I feel like they're going to run Adrian Peterson into the ground, just see whatever's left, ring out that towel, right. see whatever's left there. So 
Um, he's probably going to be a popular uh, pick this week, but I like him against uh, Indianapolis uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, he's he's bound to get 18 to 20 carries, a favorable game script. Uh, Alex Smith, you know, is throwing it to him in the backfield as well. So uh, out of the backfield, I should say. So, yeah. um, you know, who would have thought in 2018 we'd still be playing Adrian Peterson? But here we are. And then uh, Jordan Reed uh, looks healthy. He scored a touchdown. It was, it was a nice move to get to the pylon. And, and Alex Smith is already showing some love for his new tight end. Yeah, Alex Smith to Jordan Reed all day. So that, that's but, a good one. Jordan Reed's just a cut um, below some of the top-priced tight ends. But good good touchdown upside. I, the one guy I think could be sneaky is uh, Josh Doxson. He had a really tough matchup um, against the Cardinals. They got a pretty solid secondary with Patrick Peterson. You know, he, he's he disappeared at times last year, but uh, he's a guy who can catch a touchdown. Yeah, he's a big red zone threat, but I I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't play him as long as Jordan Reed's healthy. If Jordan Reed comes out, because Jordan Reed's going to be I mean he if he's on the field like he is the touchdown he's all the touchdowns there. Yeah, he's one of the main red zone uh, threats from the passing game. And then with the Colts, Marlon Mack should be back this week. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. What you know, that's Wilkins what I'm didn't do too much. Yeah, Wilkins was terrible. Hines is tiny. He's just a pass catcher. You know, he's a Darren Sproles type. Yeah, but he did so, well in that role this week. And, and you know, oh, yeah. luck, luck not being able to really go downfield or, or not wanting to go downfield. Um, Hines was not a not a bad floor play. So that could be the case again this week. But Matt, Matt, Matt is, a, I mean, he's a lot better running back than Wilkins. Yeah, uh, definitely more explosive. So that, yeah, that could definitely, like, uh, like open open up their game a little bit more, so. And Eric Ebron, their wide receiver too, scored a touchdown last week. Yeah, the new Dante Moncrief. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's awful. Gonna, he's, he's awful. Gonna, I know he scored the touchdown, uh, and I know I bemoaned playing Eric Ebron. Did, did he used to I'm play not, for the Lions, Quaffo? He may have had a stop here in the Motor City, so <laughs> he may, may uh, have been a first round pick. He may he have like been a, that a, as well. A top the, a top ten first round pick. I think he was Ooh. maybe twelfth round or twelfth pick that 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 draft class. Uh, pass, that passing high. on, passing on Odell Beckham. Don't don't get me started again. We we already did our we already did our tilt on uh, the Lions, but um, I I if I got to pick a tight end on Indianapolis, I go Jack Doyle. He got more snaps. Um, he, he saw more of the field. Um, he's a trusted source for Andrew Luck. Um, if I'm gonna play a tight end in this game. It would be, you know, from Indianapolis, it's going to be Jack Doyle more than uh, their Eric Ebron. But I think on, on balance, I, I'm, I'm more on the Washington side in this game than Indianapolis. That's that's just following the targets. Like, Doyle had 10 targets. Ebron had five. Yeah. But Ebron had that, like, Dante Moncrief stat line, 51 yards right. and a touchdown. I mean, that's, that's the Dante Moncrief stat line. So yeah. yeah, I like him better at home though. All right, then moving on, the Vikings taking on the Packers in Green Bay. Forty six is the line. Minnesota favored by a point and a half on the road here. A lot's going to come down to Rodgers uh, if he's a hundred percent or not. Viking defense looked really good. They, they forced three turnovers out of Jimmy GQ, which is you know that that was the one reason I was not really fully on board with the Viking defense. Um, 
from a DFS standpoint was I just didn't see the turnovers happening. And they got after him. They, they made him make some poor decisions. Rodgers, for, for as good as he is, he's not immune to throwing a pick or two in, in a game that they have to chase. Yeah, and Mike Zimmer, right, we know his defensive acumen, uh, mixes coverages, does all those things, brings those exotic blitzes. Um, if he's hobbled, if Aaron Hodges, I mean, this, like you said, this all comes down to uh, the health of number 12. If he's hobbled at all, uh, Minnesota in a big way here. And, uh, you know, positive game script for guys like Dalvin Cook. Um, and and we, are, we already know where I'm going to go at the quarterback position here with, uh, with Captain Kirk Cousins. Um, so I like I like the Minnesota offense on the road up in Green Bay um, to get the job done. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect out of that Packer defense because they were so bad the first half, and then they kind of figured it out. Um, Mike Pettin's a new D coordinator there, so he might be figuring things out with, with the new defense as well. Um, I, they just really didn't have a great pass rush. Uh, you know, Clay Matthews is pretty much only good for uh, a roughing the passer penalty these days. <laughs> and and that's, that's a killer, man. That extends drives and turns into points so often. You know, with all the new rules, like Clay Matthews for me, I, I don't even know if he would be uh, more than a situational pass rusher on my defense. And he doesn't even do that well, right? I mean, he, he right. get, like you said, he gets the roughing the passer penalties. He doesn't, he doesn't really make impactful, disruptive plays anymore. So yeah. you wonder I, why I think he's he stopped taking the good roids, and, and you know now he's just kind of an average rusher. He needs to go see Adrian Peterson's people. <laughs> Some that old man magic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like Minnesota uh, here. All of what you said there, Green Bay's defense does nothing for me. They look really pedestrian against uh, Mitch Trubisky on Sunday night. So mm-hmm. I, give me give me the stack with Cook, Cousins, and then your pick of either Diggs or Thielen. So, Jason, do you go Diggs or Thielen? Do I go Diggs or Thielen? <laughs> I'm just going with the touchdown upside of Diggs. I mean, Thielen's going to get the volume, but – Touchdowns, right. touchdowns make it. Um, so, so GPPs, digs, cash game stealing. No, I probably just go digs everywhere. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like if it's a competitive game, feeling, uh, you know, he stays involved. Yeah, digs kind of. I mean, they can both go off like mm-hmm. at the same time, like that we saw it a lot last year. That's true. But when uh, I'd have to look look into the like the, the actual cornerback matchup, see who's gonna be up on Diggs. But Diggs is usually pretty like sensitive to uh, cornerbacks. Yeah. Like the team it's not really like him, but they just kinda go away from him when he has a tough yeah, cornerback they're, they're matchup. They you know they, so, they don't want to force throws and... and that's that's when Thielen has the like huge games, you know, the 160, 170 yard games. Yeah, the, the Packers. The Packers secondary did not impress me. They no. they have not improved yet. Um, yeah. and, and then it's definitely definitely a big upgrade over uh, you know the the guys they had back there last year. And, and then last spot for me on the Packers, uh, Randall Cobb. If if they are trailing, you, you see what he can do getting the ball in his hands. He's got target volume. Again, if they're having to throw the ball, so. He's a nice price. He's going to be popular, especially coming off of a huge stat line. But. Seems like he just came back. He was, you know, they were talking about him in trade talks, and yeah. I sort of uh, just put him off to the side and really didn't even have him in the player pool. Yeah, and he comes out and just 
has a great game. I mean, he's got that rapport with Rodgers. Rodgers trusts him, works that slot, works in the middle of the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to – if if Aaron Rodgers plays, you know, Randall Cobb, uh, a decent option. Um, when healthy. For, to, when healthy, yes. Moving on, we get the Browns taking on the Saints in New Orleans. The line is 50 on this one. It's, uh, I believe, the high of the week. New Orleans favored by nine again. What uh, what are we what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> I like uh, I like a lot of action in this game. I mean, maybe New Orleans is back to being a porous defense. I mean, I don't want to make a lot of you know predictions after week one in terms of how this is going to be long term, but maybe they're back to having to be in these you know forty to thirty seven shootouts. I mean, obviously they were in that kind of game with with Tampa. Um, I like uh, both sides of the football here um, offensively. I mean, I like the Breeze, Kamara, Thomas Stack, um, maybe even Watson at the tight end because tight end is a train wreck in the league this year. Boy, oh, boy. So, um, And then on Cleveland side, uh, Josh Gordon going to get a full, the full uh, compliment and reps there. Uh, it's indoors, so that helps. You're not going to have that weather situation you had up in Cleveland last week. Landry, the PPR monster, Hyde uh, showed out well in week one. Joku, um, both of these, this, this is goodness. I mean, that that 50, the 50 over under, I mean, the Vegas is telling you they like a lot of points in this game. And so uh, I'm going to listen to the Vegas minds on this and, you know, stack it away. It'll be pretty, pretty popular, though. Yeah, I'm on that same page. I just feel like the Browns could go in there and, and rounds things up and, and make it an ugly game it, it just kind of like spoil your day not not that it would be a, a 10-7 kind of game but you know we're looking for you know 28 24 and, and all of a sudden you, you get 17-13 yeah it's just I'm, I'm like looking at this uh i haven't looked at this the defensive stats from uh, last week yet i just just like opened a page that they didn't even the Saints didn't even have a sack. Yeah, it, it was like crazy. Like not even not even one sack. Like the Raiders had a sack. Right. The Giants <laughs> had a sack. The Seahawks had they, a sack. They were worried about their pass rush coming into the season, and I was actually pretty shocked that they didn't uh, grab Carl Nassib when he got cut by the Browns. They need bodies in that pass rush, and that's going to be an issue for them. Other teams can throw on them with impunity. It doesn't matter if you have Marshawn Lattimore back there. You give any receiver in the league time, quarterback's going to find him. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, you got, especially the guys like Landry, um, he's got floor and ceiling here. He could score a touchdown. Gordon is obviously a touchdown kind of play. Yeah, he's starting, so it'll be Landry and Gordon in two wide receiver sets. And then uh, you know, on the Saints side, Kamara and Mike Thomas showed that they're the uh, the main game. Uh, nothing really out of the secondary receivers. Yeah. Ted Ginn had a big game. Yeah, but... he did. That's true. That's true. I, I guess I'm thinking more Traquan Smith and uh, Cam Meredith being inactive. Like they were the two offseason darlings. Um, and, and you know, Smith gave you a zero, and, and obviously Meredith being inactive was a disappointment. I mean, part of me wants to fade a guy like Alvin Kamara just because he's so popular, but you can't deny the talent. He was so good. I mean, I didn't play him in week one to my own detriment. I mean, but he just 
yeah, you just can't. It's 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 pretty much lock button and move on. I mean, he's he's so talented in the pass game, run run between the tackles. He does it all for him. Um, yeah, I, I think pretty quickly you're going to see people saying, "Why wasn't Kamara the number one pick this season?" It, it's already I've already seen people saying he's third in redraft for next season. That that could be one by by season's end. Yeah, and then uh, I like your Ben Watson call for the Browns struggle against the tight end at times. He had a half decent line against a team uh, in the Bucks that are that are fairly solid against tight ends. Yeah, we think New Orleans is going to throw the ball, and so they're going to spread the wealth. I know Thomas got a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Kamara's going to get his work out of the backfield as well, or even lined up sometimes wide. So, but but let's not forget about Ben Watson again at a position that's pretty scarce right now. Uh, across the league with with all the injuries and, and, and stuff at the position. So Ben Watson, even though he's, what, year 16, year 17, whatever he's at, um, we still, New Orleans saw something in him, brought him in, um, had a decent stat line. Um, I like Ben Watson, you know, against Cleveland. All right, the Chiefs Steelers here in Pittsburgh. This is the highest over under, 53. Pittsburgh favored by five. I don't think there's a ton of analysis we need in this this one. You know the players, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey should get a little bit better than, than he did last week. Roethlisberger saying he's got an elbow or whatever is just Roethlisberger being Roethlisberger. He, he's always got something, some excuse. He's falling down every single freaking play. Um, That's about right with Big Ben. That's about what he does. That's his move. Yeah. And lets everybody know about it too, right? Everybody doesn't know that he's hurt and he just this he's gutting it out. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been to play a lot of Patrick Mahomes. I'm looking over at the whole slate and uh yeah, I mean the fifty three over under. I really uh I'm I'm a big fan of this kid. Like he's got that, that cannon of an arm. They've got the play, you know, the play calls for him. I like Mahomes here a whole lot. Um, he might be my lock lock button quarterback for the week. Right on. He's like the same. He's like pretty much the same price as Ben, though. Like that's yeah, he kind definitely of weird. jumped in price. Uh, yeah. I think the over under on this one is is really pushing a lot of these guys' prices up. So yeah, you're you're gonna have to pay if you uh, if you want some of the top producers. Yeah. All right, then we got the Dolphins taking on the Jets in New York. The Jets being helmed by 21-year-old Sam Darnold, he's uh, he could be the real deal. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't know what to expect out of their defense. They were solid against the Titans, and that that was like we talked about a bit of a debacle of a game. So I, I don't know that I'm going to lean on any anyone in the Jets. Uh, yeah, maybe. Here. Yeah, maybe Robbie Anderson. I mean, he had a really nice catch last night um, in Detroit. Um, I know I, everybody's all about a none with this week. Um, I'm off we, that. Yeah, I'm off that train. I, I I think that's a product of sort of bad Detroit defense. I don't I don't really like that. This is actually one of the games that I I'm not really picking a lot of guys from. It just it's this is more of the. You know, and if to get any weather up in New York, and this is more of the 17-13, traditional game between these two division rivals. This doesn't, yeah, this doesn't seem this is this doesn't have much fantasy goodness for me. Yeah, and, and then you know, stay away from the Dolphins' backfield until we we know more about it. 
splitting carries between Drake and Gore. And, you know, if Drake doesn't break a 40-yard run, he's a bust. Uh, yeah, Kenny Stills, he's a decent price, even coming off of a big week. But the Jets have two half-decent corners. Uh, so, you know, we'll see if Stills can, can repeat uh, his, his production again. Yeah, the Jets are probably going to be sound defensively most of the season. I mean, they had, again, getting to see them up close and personal, they have some talent uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, linebacking core, safeties, corners. So um, this, this, yeah, this one is a stay away game for me. I just don't, I don't have any good feeling on that. There's, uh, I, I don't, there's nobody in this game that uh, uh, that I'm, I'm looking to play. We've got the Panthers visiting the Falcons in the Dome in Atlanta, so should at least be immune from some of these weather issues as long as the hurricane doesn't hit Atlanta. Uh, 44.5 is the line. Atlanta favored by six. Uh, could this one turn into a shootout? Jason, what do you think on that? Uh, Julio Jones kind of goes off against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. He has a couple years now. So, I mean, got the that, target that, volume. That yeah, that, the Falcons' offense did not look like they were t- together. Um, I last mean, Matt week. Ryan, man, I don't, I don't know if he's got a rotator cuff injury or what, but that uh, was uh, that was some De- ugly, ugly duck throws. Was it Devonta Freeman? Did he hurt, hurt his knee? Right? Yeah, he hurt his, his knee. knee. If he's out cold, so, it's a nice play, but he'll be chilling. Yeah. I mean, I like Coleman even if Freeman is in. I mean, Coleman, to me, is a better of the two backs. Like, I don't understand what they're doing in Atlanta. They should play Tevin Coleman. He's a better pass catcher. I mean, I, I like him overall. You're right, he's probably chalky this week. But uh, Tevin Coleman is a talent that is, for whatever reason, they just want to have the timeshare with, with Freeman. But. Yeah. but what really interests me here is the Falcons lost two major pieces of their defense um, in Keanu Neal and Deion Sims. Their, their middle linebacker and safety. So, you know, that, that defense was, you know, a little bit above average with those guys. Without them, there's not much depth. That, that's where I'm going at. This could turn into a shootout. Just get a lot, a lot of McCaffrey and punches. Yep. yep. A lot of McCaffrey this week. Um, I think, uh, you know, shout out to, like, Evan Silver. I think he talked about uh, or put something out there about the way uh, Atlanta's scheme is run, and they basically allow people to catch the football and then expect their linebackers to run after uh, and, and make the play in open space. And so you lose a guy like Smith, you lose that, that star linebacker there, uh, McCaffrey with Cam and Funches, uh, Carolina, a uh, very good very good play this week for DFS. Um, McCaffrey. Nice stack. Exactly. Take, take Cam, McCaffrey, and, and stack it with Julio. Yep. Uh, running back. So, um, right, then the Chargers visit in Buffalo, take on the Bills. 43 is the over under. Chargers favored by seven and a half here. And, and I know the Bills were so bad, but they're bad on the road. Uh, they're coming back into their home building. The Chargers are the Chargers. They always screw things up. I, I think a lot of people are going to get sniped here in, in survivor pools by the Bills. There's always a little concern with the you know the west the west coast team going all the way across the east yeah. coast. So there's always a little bit of that uh, jet lag going on. But and, and the, the thing you, is, the, 
the Bills are going to make the game ugly. You know, they're going to slow the game down. They're, they're going to interrupt what the Chargers, I think, want to do. Um, and if they can succeed at that, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot. And then you're just you're just tossing a coin to who wins the game. But, uh, yeah, all they have to do is go use the Chargers run Melvin Gordon three times in a row, and then the Bills come back and run LaShawn McCoy three times in a row. Yeah. I mean, and LaShawn McCoy lit the Chargers up last year, even though it was uh, in a blowout. Um, you know, they, they couldn't corral him. So maybe the Bills learned something from that. And I don't know. Buffalo's really bad. I mean, they're really, really look, bad. Look how far like, Josh Allen can throw a football. Okay. We'll see if Joey Bosa is ready to go, too. Yeah, if he's ready, if he's ready to go, they better get a life insurance policy for uh, – for Josh Allen and Nathan Peterman and whoever else they want to put back there. Yeah, um, it's going to be – if gonna Peterman be, starts, then I, I may yeah. backpedal on this. Yeah, M- Melvin Ingram, if Bosa plays, uh, I like – I think, if anything in this game, I like Melvin Gordon. Uh, to. I think he played well in week one. I like Melvin Gordon against uh, what's, what's going to be a, a three-win Buffalo team. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, he had like the second most touches out of a – all the running backs yeah, last week. Yeah, so. you're you you're all over Melvin Gordon. You're you're going down with that ship. I mean, he's he's you know he's, he's, he's playing he's the Bills. Player. Yeah, he's playing the Bills, so I'll be yeah. playing a lot of them they, they this week too. against running backs. Yeah. Um, then we got the Cardinals taking on the Rams in LA. Forty six is the line. Rams favored. Really big here. Twelve and a half. Vegas did not like what they saw out of Arizona week one. I did not either. Uh, Sam Bradford, man, I had him. As uh, him and Josh McCown as, as two quarterbacks in my Eliminator League for Fantasy Cares, I, I needed two points to, to survive and move on to, to week two. And he got me negative one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm out of that week one. That's disappointing. Yeah, there's, there's concern there. Uh, David Johnson was not really utilized the way he had been under previous regimes. Um, just bad all around on side this uh, the cardinals are in that camp of like some of these teams look absolutely lost like they didn't know what they were doing they needed more preseason or something uh you know washington put them through their paces uh david johnson is a talent he's a good player but uh we talked about this last week i've got the rams in the super bowl i know it's a lot of hype around them but that defense is really something fierce uh, I give me no Arizona this week. Give me give me no Arizona, and this Sam Bradford's bound to get hurt probably this week with with yeah. with those you know with Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue in the middle there. And this might be the week that Sam Bradford get, just gets you know laid out, and, and that could be a good thing. And the, and the Josh Bradford. Rosen era begins. Yeah, I think they probably who did they have active? I didn't see that. It was Rosen and uh, Giraffe Neck both active? Giraffe Neck. <laughs> that's one i didn't monitor so i'm not sure i'm not sure who's the number two there because i thought they said rosen was to start the preseason third string but not that that's a big difference uh yeah the rams here todd Gurley's kind of your your main target yeah it was kind of it was kind of weird with david johnson because he they basically i mean he didn't get like completely game scripted out but they they just like stopped rushing the ball after they got down yeah he only passing like stat I saw was that you know in in prior in the prior season of 2016 where he was so great he ran you know something like 
24 percent of, of his routes like outside of the, the backfield formation yeah. you know they moved him around and this week it was like 11 percent um so you know there was just no creativity there and, and they didn't get their their best playmaker in, in optimal positions but yeah so you know rams i think any rams are fine but but Gurley's your main target i like maybe cooper cup here uh, out of the receiving core. I don't know if I like Woods. I don't know if he's going to match up with Peterson um, in this matchup, but I like Cooper Cup. Uh, he's just yeah, got something there. to see with... who, who the Cardinals decide is the wide receiver one there. That right. Be telling as, as the season goes, uh, is it Woods right. or Cooks? The Cooks, yeah. Other teams are going to try and get a handle on. Yep. Yeah. They'll spread it around. Jared Goff spreads it around. Sean, yeah. Sean McVay wants to spread it around. That's how he keeps his offense so unpredictable. Is like, Yep. All right, who is the number one, uh, you know? Yeah, I think they had like eight, eight, and nine targets apiece yeah. between the three receivers. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cooper Cup it gets like the red zone targets, so, though. Like, yeah, he did. He had, so bizarre, he, but he does. I think he had 23 last year, and Devontae Adams, for example, had 26. So he was like right up there with, you know, yeah, the guy that early led too. the like, NFL It was, it was the, the first touchdowns. six weeks for, for a rookie to get that kind of red zone share. They, they trust him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, then you got your Lions taking on the 49ers in San Fran. The 49er defense is not the Jets' defense. So I think people are going to panic on the Lions and, and get off of them. Um, I'm willing to give them another week here. Uh, Stafford, eight, Galladay, Marvin Jones. Sign me up for any of them. I'm, I'm really big on Galladay. I had a really high projection on him compared to most people coming into the year. So to see him put up 100-plus yards was really nice for me week one. As long as Marvin Jones doesn't drop two touchdowns again. <laughs> it was really more like three. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, just, yeah. yeah I mean, touchdown I'm, not putting, I'm not putting my, my U.S. American dollars on on anything with the Lions. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, right? They're going generally the East, going out West. It's a 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern start, one, one, one in the, the West. San Francisco home opener, Jimmy G. I, I don't – they showed me nothing. You know, there is some improvement from week one to week two usually uh, in this stuff, but I, I'm off the Lions offense until proven otherwise. On San Francisco side, give me Jimmy G. And and the guy I have as a sleeper uh, who scored a touchdown in week one is Dante Pettis. Really good uh, receiver coming out of Boise State. Uh, yep, if, if Goodwin can't go uh, – I know he's got the quad, and that's a, kind of a, a tricky injury. Uh, for a guy that relies on his speed. Exactly. So Pettis is uh, uh, a guy you want to put in lineups. Is pretty affordable if I remember right. I'm looking up his price right now, but uh, Dante Pettis is a guy I'm looking okay, at. Okay, on, on FanDuel. Lock and load there. You can do so much with your roster if you put him at the wide receiver spot. And then, you know, the, the backs were pretty evenly split between uh, Morris and Brita. Jason, do you have a preference on either of these guys? Let me see. Yeah, Pro- Morris is yeah. kind of a dependable one, but Brita might get some red zone work. You know, it's, it's a- Yeah, I don't really have a preference. They're kind of the same price. They kind of did the same. Um, I didn't really – that wasn't a game I really watched a whole lot of, so – the, the I guess I would game. go for Brita then, that, given that he may see red zone work over Morris. Yeah, there's probably other ways to other ways to look than you know San Francisco's backfield, but 
you know, get, you know, uh, Pettis or even uh, Kittle at tight end for San Francisco. Yeah. So Kittle, he was, I, I, go ahead. He was, he was super involved. Kittle was, yes. and Garoppolo comes from the Patriots who are, you know, super, as long as he was there, they had Gronk. So you just use the tight end. That's the system that he learned in the, in the NFL, so and the Lions are—they've struggled versus the tight end in the last year or so. The Jets don't use the tight end, or we might have seen that. <laughs> they yeah, did then, last year. Yep. What's that, Jason? I, I said they did last year with ASJ. Yeah, a little could, bit when, when they finally got him on the field. <laughs> yeah, and he kept, kept having his touchdowns called back by yeah, stupid and that's penalties. This which, season. yeah. <laughs> We're, we're almost to that game. Uh, so then oh, we got Raiders Broncos, forty-five and a half. Denver favored by five and a half here. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big rivalry, so it's hard to just love love either team here. But I think the Raiders are a bit of a circus. Um, there is the possibility that, that Gruden kind of gets in some people's face and, and gets them to rally here. Kind of a big game, even though it's only week two. Or it backfires totally in his face. He goes to Denver and loses by ten. And yeah. so uh, I'm, I've got you know no Mark Cooper, no no Dave, uh, Derek Carr, no Lynch. But on the Denver side, uh, give me give me Freeman. We talked about earlier. Emmanuel Sanders, really good game. Yeah, I really liked him a lot. Um, I, I like him again against Oakland here. Uh, maybe Demarius Thomas as well. Um, so give me give me uh, the Denver offense going up against Oakland. Yeah, I'm not the same page. And hey, I think DT could catch a touchdown. Uh, he's due. He's he's probably due. Yep. As long as Cortland Sutton doesn't uh, doesn't vulture it. <laughs> Just go back to Emmanuel Sanders. Like I have him like way above DT. Like for for the whole season. Yeah, I bought um, so much Sanders in best ball. I was so happy week one with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got him, like, in my season leagues. Like, I've got him all over the place. And, I like, last week I played him all over the place. And, like, my best line, I I took I took Sanders out and put Hogan in. And that was, like, my best line. And then I, Sanders went off, and I was like, no. Yeah. I, I did that with Mariota and Mahomes in a couple of spots. So oh. I'm there with you. Um, all right, then we got the Pats taking on the Jags in Jacksonville. 45 is the line. New England favored by two and a half. Kind of surprising there. I guess, I guess they are the Patriots, but Jason, you're our, our Patriots expert. Give us your take. Uh, I, I, I said, uh, I don't know if I said it on the podcast last week about Philip Dorsett, but this guy's... Yeah, you mentioned him. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna be, he's gonna be something here. You know, he... He was there last year. He knows the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who. It's going to be interesting to see which cornerbacks match up against which guys. Right. Um, that Chris Hogan's last week that was just fluky. Mm-hmm. Um, Rex Burkhead, uh, Jeremy Hill towards ACL. I'm I'm yeah. so glad because I did not want to root for that guy. I was like, oh my god, Jeremy Hill is on my scene. One of my Ouch! Can't Ouch, man! Wow. And, uh, is, is Sony going to get involved this week? You think he's uh, going to start? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. If it is, it'll be like real limited. Um, Rex Rex is going to be the man. You know, he's the he's the he's the three down back there. 
they'll sprinkle the other guys in. He wasn't expensive last week, but people thought he was going to go off. So they they may be a little gun-shy with Rex. Yeah. Hopefully you're lucky enough to to call the the Patriots' backfield correctly and and not be uh, trying to to play Russian roulette with it. Yeah. And then uh, it'll be interesting to see if they put, like, like Jalen Ramsey, like one of the actual corners on on Gronkowski to try and, like, at least disrupt him. Right. I mean, they talked about doing Yeah, I was going to say going back to the AFC title game last year. They they did a little bit of that, um, you know, last year in the playoffs. So, I mean, for me, just just to jump in here, I like um, Jacksonville more than I like New England this game. This is a statement game early in the season. Um, I like the Fournette, Yeldon, whoever ends up playing – uh, you know, Fournette sits this one out. I, I don't think he will. I think the injury was was relatively minor. But uh, I like Fournette. Uh, I like Keelan Cole, and I like Westbrook, uh, D. Westbrook in this game. Um, uh, I like the Jags to uh, to go ahead and beat New England. Um, yeah, and they, I, 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 they I like I like I like last well, year too. You know, yeah, I know the Jags have the vaunted defense, but there were games where they were, uh, yeah, it, it was they were hitting the over for sure. And I don't see yeah. this as a, I don't see this one as a shootout. I think Jacksonville has a bitter taste in her mouth still, and I know it's only a regular season game, but I don't really. Uh, I'm 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 not using any any Patriots. You know, sorry, Jason, but I'm not using any <laughs> Patriots. Uh, you know, against the Jags at home. So, uh, ASJ ASJ should catch a touchdown and not have it called back. Let's this hope. Game. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the, the one thing for me to monitor, yeah, obviously Leonard Fournette, um, he, he's maybe out. Everybody's going to flock to TJ Yeldon because Corey Grant really didn't see any work. Uh, for me, that could be a mistake because Grant wasn't part of the game plan, and he's not the, you know, you're not just going to plug him in for Fournette. If they, if they get to work with him in the, you know, set up the week and, and what they want to do with Grant and Yeldon, I think it's more of a 50 50 share with Yeldon maintaining his passing back uh, kind of role and, and Grant getting the, uh, the goal line work, but we'll see. All right, then let's uh, let's blitz through these last two games. you got the Sunday and Monday night games. Just give a kind of a quick take. Giants visiting the Cowboys, 42-and-a-half. Dallas favored by three. Uh, this is probably an ugly one. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, Odell, Odell Beckham probably is a, a good bet. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Talent, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, stack up the Giants. What? what why is? Why? You know, we talked. I talked about Vegas a little bit before, but why? I mean, just because they're at home, Dallas. Like the Giants to be better than go to Dallas. Like it just turns into such an ugly affair. Yeah. They make tons of mistakes. But, you know, it's one of those kind of matchups. That's true, but I, I mean, there's nothing Dallas has shown me that yeah, you know. Their be, is be, not yeah. Give me, give me all the Giants. I don't, I don't. Yeah, this, this is ridiculous. I, you know, I, 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 if, I, if they target Beckham like they did against a great defense in the Jags, uh, the Cowboys are in trouble. Right. And Saquon yeah, Sa- looked good. I mean, yeah. Come on. There's, yeah. Yeah, Saquon looked looked pretty pretty darn good. Like, I didn't expect him to like come out like he did in that first game. I expected him to be a little bit slower start. But Especially against just, Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah, he was, I mean, getting in Jalen Ramsey's face and stuff. Like, yeah. he was just balling out. Easy rookie of the year if he's healthy. Yeah. And then uh, Seahawks visiting the Bears in Chicago, 43 and a half is the line there. 
another one that could be sloppy. There's a big storyline this week that, that Mitchell Trubisky can't throw to his left, and uh, <laughs> it's supported by numbers. It, it's crazy. <laughs> like he, and he, images too. I think I saw some images, yeah. some some pictures where there's a guy wide open and just he's not throwing to the left. So yeah. So you know the 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 Bears. I had a lot of preseason love, and they showed some good things in the first half and some bad things in the second half. I think there's reasons to be hopeful and reasons to be concerned. We learned that Jordan Howard catching 300 balls before and after practice works. Because, he uh, he looked great catching the ball. Yeah. He looked really good. He's he's a, he's a target for me in this game. He looked really good. Again, another talented uh, player there. I also like uh, Allen Robinson um, in this game against uh, Seattle. And they're just Trubinsky, kind of his... his his first look when he was in trouble was to Allen Robinson. He was like, let me get the ball to this guy because I know he's going to go after it. Yeah, this is Monday night. It's up in Chicago. Um, that's, a, that's a tough place to play, um, even in even this early part of the season. Um, uh, give me, yeah, give me, give me Jordan Howard. Give me Allen Robinson. Even Tarek Cohen. Um, Khalil Mack getting to face uh, the – Seahawks right side is is a recipe for this. <laughs> Chicago D lock it in, lock it in. Yeah, he's I, I you know they're probably going to get four sacks on Russell Wilson, maybe an interception or two, fumble recovery. I mean, um, if you're playing a Thursday to Monday slate, go ahead and uh, go ahead with that Chicago D. You're not you're not going to play any Will Disley. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Out of nowhere. Yeah, he's wow. a rookie. This. Uh, Russell Wilson was talking about him like in training camp and stuff, but he's not he's not an athletic freak or anything. He's just kind of just a dude. Yeah, my my <laughs> Seahawks tight end scoring a touchdown take was correct. It was just the wrong tight end. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was I was all over Vanette too. And, yeah. uh, oh well, we'll see what happens there. But all right, let's, was... let's hit some fades real quick, guys. Quafo, uh, are you ready with a fade? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm Play totally ones. totally ready. Uh, this is one's for uh, my my buddy and co-host here, Jason. I'm fading Tom Terrific number twelve, fading Tom Brady against the Jags on the road. Um, this is setting up for a, a get right spot for the Jags and uh, a little bit of payback. So I'm fading Tom Brady. All right, Jason. I'm I'm going to uh, I'm I'm stealing uh I'm stealing Quaffo's original thing here. Um, I'm fading Zeke. I always want to try and fade like a high price guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in a they're at home in a, in a plus situation, you know, in or a, a, as a favorite, a home favorite is what I was trying to say. And uh, these are games where Zeke usually just goes off and has a great game. And, and in order for the Cowboys to win this game, like he's going to have to do that. And I just don't see it happening. Uh, right. And that game script could go poorly quickly. Yeah. Very quickly, yes. All right, then for me, I'm going to fade Phillip Rivers visiting the Bills. Uh, Bills defense better at home. Rivers coming west to east. You know, he, he's just – I just – I'm smelling a, 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 an upset here. And I don't, I don't like the Chargers anywhere near as much as everyone else this week, so. That's going to do it, guys. I hope you had good week ones. Let's uh, let's set up well for week two and get after it. Bafo, Jason, thanks for being on with me. No doubt. No, thanks a lot, guys. And make sure to check out everything uh, 
uh, on lineup logic um, in the Slack chat and all those those good uh, things and look for information throughout the week. Yep, you can get us at patreon.com slash lineup logic if you want to become a subscriber. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, lineup logic is at lineup logic DFS. I'm at roto underscore one. Quafo, you are at Spartanzilla. And Jason, hit me with yours because I don't remember. It's at J Moshell. J A Y M O S H E L L. Yeah. All right, guys, may the sports be with you. Right. See ya.